Tuesday, we talked about why you failed. <laughs> so how about today I share about a time I failed? I think it's only fair. I'll link it back to the five reasons we fail and how it affected me moving forward. So let's dive in. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Welcome back to Red Hot Mindset, friend. I am so glad you are joining me. And today is probably going to be a pretty short episode, but I really wanted to talk about a time I failed so you can kind of see how it works and um, the five keys that we talked about last Tuesday. So if you haven't talked, if you haven't listened to last Tuesday's episode, I encourage you to go back and hear the five keys to sticking with it, sticking with your goal. Um, But before I get into my own story, I've got to share a story of my older son. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm telling you, my kids teach and train me every single day. And I have to humble myself to learn through their experiences because, man, um, my oldest is an elite gymnast. He's in the gym 25 hours a week. I know I talk about it a lot, but it's just amazing to me the discipline and the commitment that he has for the sport and the love. He has such a desire for it and he has a deep rooted why. But it is an unforgiving sport. It really is. It is hard. They fail more often than they succeed. And um, they only get one shot. So they have to make it work. They have to do the thing. And so one of our latest meets, actually our first meet of the season, Ethan got an opportunity to be a part of the Elite Team Cup. And this is his first opportunity being able to do something like that. He was, he's a 14 year old level nine and he was competing with juniors and seniors and um, having that opportunity was really, really cool. But he showed a lot of maturity during this cup. And here's why. Um, He was slated to probably do three events um, and he ended up only being used on one. So he got to do his parallel bars, which is amazing. I'm like, how in the world do you have all these skills? It's scary, mama watching. It's just so scary. I'm like, my heart rate goes up, literally, because I look at my watch and my heart rate goes up. But his P-bars is amazing. And he has this really, really hard skill where um, he's in a handstand and then he essentially turns, lets go of his hand and has to catch the bar blindly. Um, and this is a new skill for him. 
And it's a pretty scary one. Um, learning it is hard because you really have to have that air awareness. You really have to be comfortable with yourself and trust yourself to grab that bar. But in the in the team cup, he he fell on that and hit his shoulder pretty hard on the floor. And it was a really scary moment. But um, here's the thing. He could have given up. He could have really gotten down on himself. I mean, because it's a team cup, it's a team effort. So four guys get up and do each event. And then three scores count. So the three highest scores count, but it matters how you perform. It matters for the next team cup. If they're willing to take you, it matters for the next event. If they're willing to put you up in that next event and he could have easily just given up, but I really saw a lot of maturity in him. He went and chalked up and kind of got his composure and his shoulder. You could tell was hurting, but he got back up on that bar and he finished that routine really strongly. You could see him fighting because you could see he was in a lot of pain, but he finished. He didn't give up on it just because he fell. Um, but one thing that I've learned, I learn a lot of these important concepts from him because he's really good at shaking things off and moving forward. He doesn't get stuck in his failure. He doesn't get stuck in, oh, woe is me or pitying himself or feeling that pain. He has such strength and maturity. And I just, I think about that and go, man, how do I be more like that? My kids teach me and your kids can teach you too. From a young age, they can teach you. Gymnastics is that unforgiving sport. You fail more than you succeed. And every day is different, right? And so... Um, I just think about that and what he has, the five keys that he has. He has clarity about what he's doing. He has a plan. He has, um, he knows kind of what path he's on. He has the support. He has his own, his other teammates and his coaches, and he has us supporting him. We're never going to do something to keep him from his dream. We sacrifice a lot of things to keep him in gymnastics, but it's something we're willing to sacrifice because we know how much he loves it. And we know that this is where he's called. This is where he's going to make an impact at this point of his life. He has the accountability. Um, He holds himself accountable really well, but he has his other teammates as accountability partners. He has his coaches there helping him out and he does have a deep rooted why. I mean, his big why is going to the Olympics and that's deep rooted for him. It's him making an impact. It's him being able to accomplish something just really out of the ordinary and being able to use that as a platform. Um, And so I love that he has those five key principles we talked about on Tuesday, but I also love that I just see the maturity in him and I think, man, I need to be mature like that. So, all right, I'm going to transition and talk about a time I failed. And I had, it actually was really hard for me to come up with one. And I think it's probably because I just have too many. I fail all the time daily. And if you're like me, I just, I fail miserably every day. And um, it's okay because that's just life, right? We just got to get back up, brush ourselves off and move on. But when I was in college, uh, so I, w- I went for to school for broadcast journalism. I love writing. I love being in front of a camera. And broadcast was kind of the thing that brought me a lot of joy. But I wanted to be in sports broadcast because I didn't really like the news at that point. Lose was already negative. And I didn't like the negativity in my life. 
I wanted to talk about sports because sports was my thing. I love it. I actually always dreamed about having a show called Gabbing with Gabe where I talk about sports, maybe someday. But there was a reality show called Dream Job. <laughs> and you guys probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but it, I watched Support Center daily um, in the morning and the evening. And it was always the same one. Like the evening one was the same one as the next morning. But I loved filling myself with all the sports things. Um, but Dream Job came to Houston because I went to school in Texas and the tryouts came to Houston. And what Dream Job is, is a reality TV show where if you win, you get to be one of the next anchors for Sports Center or for ESPN. And that was my dream job. Like literally, I wanted to work for ESPN. I wanted to be the next anchor on Sports Center. Really, that was my ultimate goal. So I thought, I might as well go try out, you know? So I thought that was fun. Um, but I wasn't as quick as everyone. I loved sports and I knew a lot about them, but I really can't remember minor details or stats from each player uh, throughout the years. Like I couldn't go, oh yeah, in 1983, this uh, player did this and whatever, you know, outside of like the big things. I know stats about like Babe Ruth or Kirby Puckett, who was one of my favorite uh, twins baseball players from Minnesota. And um, I knew a lot about the Timberwolves for basketball and stuff like that, but I didn't know, um, you know, this player had 15 rebounds and 25 points and da, 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 in this game of the season. Like, I'm just not good at those details. All right. So long story short, I go to try out and it was so fun. And what an experience, a whirlwind experience, uh, the whole process of it, just like applying and getting there and being in line and then having your turn. But I failed. I didn't make it onto the reality TV show. And there might be a lot of different reasons for that. But what I want to do is I want to take these five key pieces that we talked about on Tuesday and share with you the reasons that I failed based off of those. So the first piece was no clarity. Um, and really, I didn't know what I was trying to accomplish with being on the show or with trying out. I really only tried out because... I thought it would be really cool to be a part of it. I like being in front of an audience. So I thought, why not? This would be cool. I'll be on reality TV and I'll be in front of people and I'll get exposure. And, you know, but I didn't really have clarity about what was the purpose behind it. <laughs> so that didn't help me going in. Uh, the number two thing is no direction, no plan. So I really didn't know what I was getting into. I just heard about it and thought it would be cool. So I didn't really study appropriately for the questions that might be asked. I didn't really formulate a plan for how I was going to stand out because especially for those types of shows, you need to have that personality. You need to stand out and that they, they have to, you have to wow them, right? But I didn't have a plan for that. I just was like, I'm just going to go try this thing, you know? And number three, no support. Harder to do it. It's harder to do it alone. Now, this one I didn't really have a problem with. I had all my guy friends going, "Oh my gosh, this is so awesome! You should do it!" And, da, 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 and all these people encouraging me. And one of my friends came with me to the tryout, so I felt like I had the support. So I wasn't really having an issue there, um, and I feel like that was under control. And one thing to think about is these five key principles that I'm talking about. It doesn't mean that you don't have 
any of them. Um, you might or most likely do have a couple of these things. Maybe you do have the support, but you just don't have the direction. Uh, maybe you have clarity, but you didn't make a plan, right? So they all work connected. They're they're interconnected and they all work together, but it doesn't mean that um, you don't have any of them. So I felt like I had the support. Um, the fourth one is no accountability. And it really is hard to hold yourself accountable. I don't think I really needed an accountability here, but maybe I needed some accountability to prep for the tryout because I didn't know what I was expecting, but I probably should have studied a little bit more about different stats or really figured out some of those minute details that I didn't, I'm not really as good at because in Sports Center you have to be good at that. I mean, on ESPN, you know these stats. You can just pop them out of your head. So in order for me to really succeed at that, I had to do that. So I should have had done that work and maybe had somebody help me with it or hold me accountable to doing it before I went and tried out. And then the fifth key was no why, which really means no deep-rooted why, because my why was this would be really cool. <laughs> I'd be famous, right? That was my my main why. But it really won't matter enough and you'll make enough, you'll make excuse after excuse until you believe and you let go. So I really didn't have a reason why I wanted to try out. My dream job was to be on SportsCenter. So I guess that's my why. But it never really went deeper than that. It didn't go deeper into how it could affect my life. If that dream came true, it didn't. I didn't dig deep enough to that root why to create a deep enough desire in me to do what it took to get accepted. Like if I would have created that why beforehand, maybe I would have found that accountability person to help me study or, you know, really taken it seriously and understood, okay, how should I come dressed? How should I, you know, how do I make myself stand out and all of those things. But my why was really just, I have a dream of being on SportsCenter, so this would be cool. Now, overall, this was a really great experience, right? So I failed because I didn't get accepted. And this kind of sounds like a funny analogy. It's not. It didn't really change my life in any dramatic way by not making it on the reality TV show. But I thought it was kind of a fun story. Um, I could have decided you know, through this experience, maybe broadcast was out of my capability, right? I could have like gone down that spiral of going, um, I'm never going to be good enough. I don't, I don't know all the things. I don't know how to know these stats. So maybe I can't be a sports broadcaster. Maybe I'll never work for ESPN. I could have gone in that, that negative spiral and let that take over. Um, you know, granted, I didn't really go into broadcast, but it has no reason that didn't have an effect on it. Um, it's because I ended up moving back to Minnesota, getting married, having kids, um, and I didn't want to start in news. So there were a lot of factors that played into why I never ended up going into the official broadcast um, career. But I didn't let my failure stop me or derail me from what I was doing in school. I graduated. I was an editor in chief of our newspaper. Like I kept having these experiences and um, I didn't let it change the route of my life. Uh, but, and it kind of lit a fire under me going, oh, wow, this is what it takes in order to be a sports broadcaster. So it kind of went the other way where I was like, okay, 
I need to get better at this thing, or I need to really study this part of it. And it kind of drove me to get better. And so actually that failure was a good thing because it helped me in advancing what it was I was passionate about. Um, and you know what, thankfully, uh, failing at getting on that reality TV show didn't derail me from trying out for another game show. Because <laughs> if you heard my a show, a couple shows in the past, I had the experience of being on Wheel of Fortune and it was so fun. And I actually succeeded there. It, it's kind of funny because if you watch the show, it looked like I was going to fail. And I actually felt like that in the middle of it. I was so frustrated because I'm like, I'm failing, you know, but I also didn't let that, that derail me because I ended up winning and succeeding. But um, I could have let that stop me from, you know, I could have passed up other opportunities and not been willing to try again. But I didn't let that do that. So this is just kind of a funny time I failed story. I would highly encourage you to think about that for yourself. Like, what's the time you failed? And maybe what is the reason why? What five of the five key principles that we talked about not having clarity, not having a direction or a plan, not having support, not having the accountability, not having the deep-rooted why, which one of those probably was the key factor in it all? Um, and then the next time that you work towards something, bring that in, right? We just work to get better. We work toward excellence. We don't work toward perfection. Failure is going to be a part of our life. I, like I said, I fail every day. It's a matter of what we do with that failure. Do we learn from it? Do we grow from it? Like my son learns from it. He grows from it. He is so mature beyond his years. And sometimes that's really hard. (laughs) But man, he grows from it. And he's willing to fail again. And again. And again. Are you willing to fail to succeed? Now, if you want... I have a checklist. It's called the 10 Disciplines Checklist. And it just talks a little bit about some of these things, like some key factors that go into um, pursuing your goal and succeeding and creating these habits around it. So if you're interested in that, I'll leave it in the show notes for you. But I just want to encourage you today. Don't worry about failure. Worry about getting better. Get better after each failure. Learn from it. And Learn from your kids. Watch them fail and see what they do. They might need some training too, right? To understand how to fail. (laughs) But man, the maturity they show, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I hope this encouraged you to fail. (laughs) Because you can fail forward like John Maxwell says. Fail forward. Grow. In all things I pray. You just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. 
It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your gifting, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.